Sound effects in this podcast is brought to you by Festlian Studios, BattleBars.com, and Pro Sound, and some of them are made by the Dungeon Master himself. This show is R-rated, so everybody be advised. Hello, nerds and geeks, and welcome back to Nordic D&D, the Ariana Saga. My name is John, and I am your host, narrator, and dungeon master in this podcast. Welcome to episode 16. We are, as if now, adventuring into Sovan's storyline. We have reached the city of Voy, the graveyard city of Voy. And when it comes to Sovan, it is a one-on-one game with me my brother Chasta Johansson, just two brothers playing Dungeons and Dragons. Now I really wanted him to be a part of the podcast, so we played just one-on-one over Roll20 and recorded both individually and put it together for this podcast. And you know what, I think it became awesome and I'm very glad that I did it. So we're going to follow that today, but first, let's take a stop at Camp Lore. remarkable to see grandfather but what of the rest of the island is is does the island only contain the mountain king's palace and the mountain itself no but the island does not have a lot of villages there is the small village of eighth the farmer city there live only about a hundred people they're making the best of what there is there to harvest, but it's hard because the soil on the island is very hard. It's intertwined with the celestial rock. But the further you come to the oceans, it easier it is to harvest. But those villages feel safe at the foot of the mountain. Then there also is the harbor city. It's called the Mountain Harbor. This is a larger city. It is where the only harbor is to the island. About 300 people live there. Fishermen, shopkeepers, schools, librarians, and other common buildings you can find in the cities. But then there is the closed city of Dart. It's on the east side. There, they're mostly religious people. They like the privacy of their city. There are priests, monks, clerics, retired paladins. The city is mostly different temples. It is unknown how many live there, because it's completely closed off. But these are the only cities on the island. But Mountain King Island is most famous for the mountain itself, the temple of the Mountain King, and the rare elements that make out the mountain. But it is still a beautiful place to go and visit some. But remember, one cannot go there without a royal invitation from the Mountain King himself. But I suspect one day you'll get one as well. That would be amazing, Grandfather. And this was a stop at Camp Lore. And before we go any further, let's have a word from BattleBards.com. If you like cool sound effects like this. And that one. Some of this. 
can go to our homepage at potbean.nordicdnd.com, click on battlebars.com and let them know Nordic D&D sent you. Now we're going to continue with Charstan Johansson playing Sovan Wilferen. Last we met Sovan, he had found out that he is a descendant of Aseran Iwin, the mighty missionary. He has been blessed to become the last of the missionary in the return of darkness. He has been sent to the graveyard city of Voy to find the unholy book of the nocturnal Cree. He went to the graveyard city, he found the tomb of Abadiah, he had opened the tomb, and he's about to go down to the abyss. Let's see what happens next with Sowan Wolferen. As soon as you try to get the crowbar underneath the finger, um, it is bone, it, it breaks that easily. You couldn't get your knife underneath it anywhere, and you couldn't get the crowbar either, but when you try to jam the crowbar inside, it breaks the finger. Okay. Then I will try to lift the lid of the chest. Yeah, and it opens easily. Uh, and it's patterned inside, but it's very torn up for being there for so long, and there are stairs going down underneath the ground. Okay. I don't need the lamp, as I feel it will draw more attention to me than I will see, than me seeing anywhere because of my dark vision. So I will just go descend down the stairs without the lamp. Okay. And as you go, it seems like it goes very deep, and it's narrow. The stairs are, in the beginning, made out of wood, and then they're just made out of stone and then just made out of dirt as you go deeper and deeper okay i will go as deep as i can uh, when you come to uh, the ground floor you can't even see the light from the outside so how deep you are now and there's just one way to go and that's straightforward okay i'll just follow the path ahead um as you walk forward can you roll me a constitution saving throw 19 19, okay. And suddenly when you walk, you, you see a bony hand coming from the side of the wall trying to grab you and it, it has a blue ray on it, like a chilling touch, uh, but you avoid it completely. Holy shit. When I look back, the hand, uh, so it's just there. Yeah, right now, yeah. Just trying to grab hold of you. Okay. Well, I might as well try this thing out. I'll summon my sword. Well, you break it right a, right in half, and it falls to the ground. Okay, um, I'll turn around quickly to just see if I could have triggered it somehow, or if it's just uh, nature. When you when you look at the walls, you can roll an uh, investigation check. Yeah. Twenty. You see that among the stones of the walls are skeleton remains as well. You see a, a skull head poking out of the walls in different areas and sometimes you see a hand and it moves a little bit and then just lowers itself again okay so going forward i will keep special attention to these skeletons okay uh, when you come then you come to an open area and suddenly the floor has pavement Okay. So it's not just ground earth around yeah. and it looks like a chamber and in the middle of the chamber is a bowl and around it are coffins okay i'm in a chamber full of coffins with a bowl in the middle 
Okay. I will... Is the bowl loose? The bowl seems to be stuck on a, on a statue pillar. On a pillar, okay. Um, I will try to open one of the coffins. When you open it, it's easily to open. Um, you see there's a, a skeleton lying inside. So there's a bowl. What might it need? I have nothing. I will try, because I've heard in so many stories that it might work. I will try to cup myself in the hand and let some drops of blood fall into the bowl. Doesn't seem to react on your blood at all. Um, <clears throat> I will check most of the coffins. Okay, roll me an investigation check. 15. Yeah. You come to um, some of the coffins. When you open them, there's nothing to be found. You come to the third coffin, you see that there's a small bottle lying inside. And the other three are just having remains. Okay. Um, well, I'll take the bottle, of course. Is there any liquid inside? There's liquid inside. What kind? I try to smell it. Okay, so you open the cork? Yes. And it smells like, like lamp oil. Oil. I will pour the liquid into the bowl. Yes, and as you pour the liquid inside, you, you feel like the bowl is sinking a centimeter or two. Okay. Yeah, I pour everything in. And then pillar lowers about five centimeters until you hear a click. But still nothing. Okay. I will take my tinderbox and I will try to light the oil to see if anything happens. So you light your tinderbox and you, you set the bowl on fire. Yep. And as you do so, you hear uh, the wall opening on the north side to a new passage. Okay, I will continue. As you turn around to leave the room, you feel a hand on your shoulder. Ah! And the skeleton is looking at you and it tries to stab you with a, with a blade. So make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, that's not good. That's a seven. Seven. Uh, okay, you take five uh, piercing damage. <laughs> Roll initiative. Oh, ten. Oh, ten, yeah. Okay. So the skeleton just struck you in the side with his hand on the shoulder. And uh, as you flinch from the pain of the blade, he tries to strike you again. Twelve. To hit? Uh, 12 does. So you dodge the blade as it tries to strike you again and it misses you. And it's your turn. As I dodge his, uh, his blade, I will summon mine and just try to slash him across the chest. Yeah, roll to hit. Come on. That's a uh, 27. Well, that definitely hits. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, of course, uh, use both my hands. Ooh, that's nice. 16 damage. He, he shatters in pieces when you strike him. Completely broke. And as I strike him, I quickly try and check my surroundings to see if any other skeletons are in. When you are looking, you see that already four other skeletons are standing beside their graves. No, their coffins looking at you. Okay, I will do nothing. I would just stand there prepared. Okay. 
Next uh, skeleton is standing fairly close to you and he, he also takes his blade and runs towards you to pierce you with his sword. And he does not hit, it's a seven. So he uh, almost runs past you, like not seeing exactly where you are. The next one, the skeleton takes a short bow that it has around him and tries to shoot an arrow with you. This one is about 30 feet away from you. Okay. And it only has a 7 to hit, so it misses you. It misses again, yeah. Arrow flies right beside your head. Then the last skeleton is not that far away from you. He was just on the other side, beside the one you just killed, and he tries to strike you as well with his sword. This is a uh, 20 to hit, not natural. That is. So he hits, pierces you into the side. And you have seven damage. No, 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 five damage, sorry. Five damage. Oh! And then it's your turn. Yes. Okay. M- can you uh, recap my surroundings? Please? From where you're standing what? now, uh, you're standing on the north wall, and behind you is the opening. One of the skeletons that you just killed is right at your feet. There's one skeleton who just ran beside you on your left hand. And 30 feet in front of you is the one with the bow. And then the last skeleton is standing on your right about five feet away because he just he just pierced you. Well, I will turn to the one next to me and I, and I will try and slash it. The one that just pierced you? Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's a 21 to hit. That definitely hits. And that's a 9 damage. Okay. You really uh, jam your sword good inside of him, uh, breaking through his shoulder uh, bones, and it's like it stops at the ribs, so it doesn't go completely through him, so he's still alive. Okay. Yeah. I'll uh, use my sword from his body, and I will, with all my strength, try and hammer mm-hmm. it in the same wound that I caused. Or not the wound, but the fracture. Yeah. The same fracture, yeah. Let's say 19 to hit. Yeah, well, it, hit, it hits, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, it's a 16. It also shatters it into pieces. <laughs> nice. And I do not have any bonus actions, do I? No, that's my turn. The one skeleton that ran beside you, missing you, uh, turns now around and tries to hit you again in your back. Uh, with a 19 to hit. 19? Ah, that's it. Yes. And he also gives you 5 piercing damage. That really hurt. Alright, oh, I'm starting to feel it. And then uh, the one standing in front of you, third feet away, with this bow, tries to shoot you again. He critical misses, so his bow breaks and snaps of old age. As he tries to shoot you. Just stands there looking at the bow and throws it to the ground. (laughs) And it's your turn again. I will uh, look at the same guy who tried to uh, shoot me with his bow. And I'll ready an Eldritch Blast and I'll fire it at him. Yes. An 18 to hit. No, that hits. Holy shit. And a 15 damage. He shatters in a thousand pieces when you hit him. I have rolled the damage dice uh, three times and I rolled two tens. 
Very nice. Um, let me see. I'll just stand there and wait for the second one. And he tries to stab you again in the back. All right. And he critical misses. So as he tries to stab you, he hits your armor and the rust from his sword breaks the sword. So he's standing there with no blade now. Ha, not this time. And I will grab my trusty sword once more and I will end him. With a 24 hit. That hits. And a 15. Damn it. Yeah, that shatters him into pieces as well. And after I'm done, I just look at my sword and I say, Thank you, Valra, for this amazing gift. And it, it vanishes. Yes, and um, how do you proceed? I will continue. Okay, and when you leave this chamber, you come back to the walls of dirt, like a tunnel. Yeah. You just continue. Yeah, I, I'll just follow the tunnel. I don't think there's anything, or I wouldn't think that there's anything valuable on the on the skeletons. And I don't want their swords or bow or anything. Oh, would you pass a perception after seeing two weapons break? Then by just by handling them, they don't seem like high quality. Yeah, I'll just yeah, I'll just refrain from it. Okay. Um, then you come to another chamber. Uh, and in this chamber, you see rotten, fleshy corpses just lying on the ground. Some of them have bones sticking outside. Uh, this is also pavement floor. Okay. And it seems like there's no way out. For safety's sake, I'm going to use my racial ability. Mm -hmm. It's called Healing Hands, and I'm going to heal myself and restore 8 hit points. And then I'm going to cut the heads of those uh, creatures on the ground. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, it's, it's very easily cut off. Some of the bodies uh, are missing their members already. Yeah, just for, just for caution's sake. Yeah, they come off very easily. Fantastic. Then I'm going to proceed forward. When you try to proceed forward, you see that there's no way out from this room, from where you stand. Oh, that changes things. Okay, so just one more time, what's inside this room? Make a perception check. Son of a... five. You don't, you don't notice anything. That's the strangeness about this room. It is like the pavement on the, on the ground is all around the room from roof to the walls to the ground and you just see these corpses lying in the middle of the room okay are they lying together or are they um, scattered all around the uh, the room both there are scattered and then there are some piles okay uh, the piles if i go towards the piles um, and try to look around is there anything or I'm not trying to perform an autopsy, but do I see maybe how if if they've died from piercing damage or slashing damage or bludgeoning or... You can make a medicine check. Yeah. No, I can't. Let's say seven, nine, ten, ten. Yeah, from the pure rot of the body, you can't see what has killed and in some places just looks like it's ripped apart. Okay. And all of a sudden, when you stand still thinking, you hear again whispers. Ah, uh, literal chills. 
um, I will turn around and look if it came maybe from behind me. You can't discern from where it came, just... Okay, it's just in my head. It, yeah, more, more like it came like a wind around you and left. Okay, it just to be uh, more... Um, because it's dark here, right? So I see it as dim light. It's, it's completely dark here, yeah. yeah. So you see it as dim light, yeah. Yeah, okay, so I will take my uh, dagger and I'll put light on it. Okay, yes, it completely lights up. Yeah, when I light up the room, do I see any other details? that I didn't see before. Roll investigation, but do it with advantage because of the lightning of the room. 18. You see that from the corner between the pile of the bodies lying together, that there is something underneath the pile. Oh, oh okay, yeah. Uh, I'll, I, I will try to remove the pile. So you try to push the pile away from what is underneath. Yeah, and if it's a pressure plate, I will, you know, try and stand on it so I don't remove the weight from the plate. Okay. Just to, just for caution's sake. Okay. Well, you notice when you push it aside that the plate, it moves. And if you push the body completely off and you step on it, you push it back in place. Yeah. Okay. I will lie on the ground. You will lie completely on the ground. Yeah. And as I do, I will gently release the pressure. And as you do, you hear arrows like flying around the middle of the room. So you can you can see that they, they pass you. Okay. And there's a lot of them going on. And then you see that yeah. another pile beside you is moving, like jiggling around. And it kind of stops and the pile sinks a little bit and it seems like it's stuck. Mm -hmm. Okay. I will Eldritch Blast the pile. Okay. While I lay there. Yes. Roll and see how well you hit it. Is it plus my attack modifier? Yeah. Okay. Then it's a 27. Yeah. Okay. 27. You hit it right in the bullseye and yeah. they just scatter off. And then you see there is an opening in the ground. Okay. Yeah, I will get back up. Or are, are, are the arrows still flying around? They have momentarily stopped. Or they have stopped, I mean. The arrows have been stopped shooting. As soon as you saw the bodies moving around, the arrows stopped shooting. Okay, I will get up and get down. As soon as you uh, step off the plate again, the arrows start shooting again. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. I didn't know. I thought I had released the pressure. Um, I would have done so while I was laying down, just to because you know I had my hand on the plate. So when I moved my hand to you know, get up, do you know? So you know this, you you know this before leaving that the plate rises when you try to take it off it. Yeah, I would guess so because of the pile that was there before, That's fine. right? So do you? How do you then get off this plate? I'm just uh, scooching, you know, I'm, uh, uh, military crawling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. As you do so, the, the arrows start shooting again. when you have come off the plate, but as you are military crawling on your knees and elbows, the arrows pass you, and then you slip into the hole. Okay, yeah. Like I said, you fell down the hole to come to another level, which is very narrow and not very high, so you have to crawl on your knees and on your shoulders to keep moving forward, and there's only one way to go. Damn. How do you proceed? Yeah, 
I will go that way. Um, and of course I will check for traps. Do you still have your blade? No, I will uh, turn the blade off. Yeah. Roll an uh, perceptions check. Eight. Eight, okay. Um, when you try to um, crawl on your way, you accidentally put one of your shoulders high and you push a string down. And now you're holding the string underneath your elbow with your weight. What is your next move? Mm. Okay, so it hasn't popped yet. No, and you felt that it was straight, like uh, the string of a bow. Yeah. And when you pushed it, it released a little bit, and now you're just holding it in place. But they're still stuck in the side of the, the narrow way. I will try to release my arm from the string. As you, re you release your elbow, you feel a launch. Can you make a dexterity saving throw for me? Yeah. 17. 17, okay. You feel that the air underneath you is opening up something, and as you do, you roll on your side and spears come right underneath you. Right beside ah. you, and you're just dodging the spears. Okay. And they go back in the ground. And the strings go up in, in its place. I will put the dagger in my mouth, and I will light it up again, because this is way too risky. Yeah. You can make another perceptions check and have it with advantage, because you light up the room. Okay. Natural 20. Yeah. You see now that there are many strings coming along the path. Um, you can dodge the first three, four, and then you come to uh, where they start crossing each other. Okay. Is it possible for me to dodge them? You can try and dodge it, but you'll have to make an athletics check. Do you see if you can move like a snake person between them? <laughs> okay, now I... I will try to see, because the, the other one didn't snap, per se, it was like it was pulled. So I will try to cut one of the wires. Mm -hmm. As soon as you cut the wires, it, it seems like they are sucked in each way back inside in, into the wall and nothing. Okay, so I'll cut the, cut the wires. So you just cut the wires as you proceed? Yeah. They just keep, keep moving on away and sucking back in, in, into the air? Okay. And then as you come further down the path, you come out of a hole in the ground. And when you come out of the hole of the ground, you see that there's a statue standing in the middle of a pavemented chamber. I will go towards the statue and try to investigate it. See if there's any name or anything like that. Can you roll an investigation check for me? That's a 16. 16, okay. You see that the statue reminds you of a being that you have seen not so far away. Fargo? Not so far ago, yeah. Okay. So I guess it's Asuran. And he uh, has an empty hand, and there are initials inside the hand. Yeah? Okay. What initials? The initials say the name of my blade. Mm. I will say Umbra Mortis. And as you say it, uh, some torches light around the room. And, um, and then you see weapons lying around, all kinds of different weapons lying on the ground. Do they look like special weapons? Magic, maybe? No, not really. They just look like old weapons. Okay, old weapons. Nothing fancy. No. Okay. But, but there are, it seems like, all kinds of weapons. Okay, torches and weapons. Can you elaborate exactly where the weapons are? 
They're just lying scattered around the around the floor. Like you have to move them around if you want to search what's there. I mean, they're lying on top of each other because there are so many. Yeah, well, I'll go and try and investigate them to see if I find any clues about anything or. Yeah, roll an investigation check. Sixteen. Well, you notice that there is only one of each kind, and there are axes, there are javelins, there are spears, there are bows, there are great swords, there are daggers, there are long swords, there are all kinds of swords. How does the statue pose? It poses with his hand out from his body, and the hand is... Does it look like it's clutching anything? It looks like... Well, it's empty, and it looks like it was supposed to be clutching something. And the other hand is just underneath his side, and he's standing looking a bit up in the air. Okay. I will try and summon my packed weapon into his hand, if I can do that. When you try to summon your sword into his hand, it doesn't leave your hand. So it, it just seems like you are... The blade is just touching his hand, and you're still holding it. Okay, fine. I was just trying. I will take a long sword off the ground and put it in the sand. Just, just see if anything happens. Yeah. When you put a long sword into the hand, it uh, falls a bit down in the weight. Click, and the statue turns itself around, and from the opposite side where he stands, another entrance is opening. I will light my dagger again, and I will go towards the entrance. When you come to this place, you now see a long path, uh, and there are holes in the ground besides this path. The path is pavemented, and the dirt is around the, the, the path. The walls on the side are also on, is earth, and you see a sarcophagus standing at the end of the path. Well, with my dagger in my hand, I will go towards the sarcophagus. Okay. Sarcophagus. 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 Did I see it? Yeah. As you come uh, to um, to the sarcophagus, yeah. uh, you see um, writings on it in a language that you don't know. And it's the sarcophagus is very is black in color, and you see heads on the sarcophagus uh, like tormented souls. Okay. I will try to read the language out loud. Just what says uh, what it says. Uh, if I do, I do I even uh, know how to pronounce the letters? No, you don't. Oh, okay. That makes it harder. Okay, uh, I will check around the room to see if there's anything that could lead me to how to... No, actually I'll try to open the chest first. Okay, right as you try to put your hand on it to open it, you feel a hand on yours. And as you look up, you see uh, this white-haired woman standing in front of you. Roll initiative. No! That's a 17. Ooh! So um, as you try to open the sarcophagus, you you feel a hand on yours, and as you look up, you see this woman looking at you with half her face missing and her white ha hair floating in the air, and she just screams. <laughs> and it is your turn. I will use my bonus action to cast Hexblade's Curse on her, uh, which is 
Once per short rest, as a bonus action, choose one creature you can see within 30 feet to curse it for one minute. Against the cursed target, you gain plus 3 bonus damage rolls, score a critical hit on a roll of 19 or 20, and you can regain 13 HP if it dies. Okay, I don't have to roll anything. No. Okay. Okay, so I curse with that, that's the uh, bonus action. Mm-hmm. And I will take uh, my uh, my longsword and try and slice her. That's a uh, 26 to hit. It hits. And 18 damage on the first what hit. What kind of damage is this? This is uh, <coughs> slashing damage. But it's uh, magical. Yeah, okay. How many damage? I'm sorry. 18? 18. Yeah, okay. And for the second hit, that's a 25 to hit. It hits. And 17. So you react right away by giving her a yep. good strike. As soon as she touches your hand and she screams, you immediately summon your sword and try to mm -hmm. jam it right in her face. Yeah. And it pierces her and she screams even more and then you try to hit her again and you succeed before she tries to go away. And then she like kind of disappears and re-emerges right behind you and she casts a horrifying visage on you. She looks straight into your eyes. Each unknown dead creature within 60 feet of this ghost must succeed on a wisdom saving throw. On a wisdom saving throw? Yeah. Just start do doing that. Just do that. 15. 11 plus 4. 15, which you luckily succeed. She holds your shoulder trying to gaze upon you, casting this horrifying visage. <laughs> Your eyes light up with your ASMR eyes and you deny her access and she in anger turns away and tries to hit you with her ghostly hands um, and that's a 13 to hit. That's not it. Okay, you take one step back and you dodge her second strike and now it is your turn and she has her back turned to you. Okay, uh, I will raise my sword and I will put banishing smite on it. And I will scream for Valra, and I'll try to cut her. The first attacks at 24 to hit. That hits. Okay. And that's a okay. 29 damage. How do you want to finish her? Ooh. Okay. Um, yeah, I raise my sword and scream for Valra, and I slash her across the chest, and I stab her in the chest wound. Right through her heart. And uh, as you do so, you see that this ghostly figure starts turning black and she screams again and the blade seems to turn her into shadow and then sucks her inside, sucks her inside the blade. Oh, so much power. And she's gone. Okay. I look at my sword for two seconds. And then it just vanishes. I turn around and I go to the sarcophagus and I'm opening it. The sarcophagus isn't even locked, so you open it. And you see there in black panted pillows inside lies 
a book. A black book has a face on it, which is also black. And it seems like the leather around it is like covering the face of this book. You see also on the side of the book that there are is a black hand like from underneath holding it together. Two of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I can just... Uh... I, c I can remove the book from the coffin. Yes, you can certainly try. I can try. Alright. I'll try to remove the book. As you take up the book, um, you hear a lot of whispers, like you heard before, but now there are many, in a low tune, and then it stops. Do I feel different in any way? You don't feel any different, no. If I look inside the coffin, do I find a key or anything to open the book with? There's nothing else in the coffin. No, there's not. Yeah, I'll try to open the book. Uh, roll a sleight of hand. 20. Yeah. You are absolutely, positively sure you cannot open the book. Alright. Good to know. I'll put it in my uh, pouch. And then I'll leave. Okay. Uh, you put it in your satchel or pouch, like I said. Yeah. And as you leave, you like hear another whisper. This whisper is more horrid than you've ever heard before. And you don't understand what it's saying. And after it is said, you feel like cold energy coming from where the book is. Like if it's on your back, you feel this chills from your back or from the side of your body. And then you hear noises from the holes in the ground around and from the walls like bones chipping and you see small hands coming out of uh, the ground and putting his hands on top of the ground so as you hear these whispers around in this chamber where you found the book you feel that the ground is beginning to shake and arms are coming out of the ground out of the wall and the amount of undead rising is overwhelming. And then you see in front of you a shadowy shape saying these words to you. Run boy. Run boy. And he disappears. What do you do? Okay. Well, I'll just start running as fast as I can towards the exit. And try to avoid any kind of hands sticking out trying to catch my legs. Can you make a dexterity check for me to see how dexterous you are moving around? A 15 plus flat dexterity. Flat dexterity. It's a 1. 16. 16, okay. As you run, you avoid the hands coming from the ground and you see with your passive perception that a half a torso is now coming up through the ground and is trying to relieve himself from the captivity of the ground and is coming against you. Then suddenly as you run towards the exit, the ground is starting to crack and become very uneven and you fall to the side and you fall through the ground and you fall downwards. You cannot determine how many meters, but it seems like three or four breaths before you hit the ground. <coughs> and as you fall on impact, you take five bludgeoning damage. Ouch. It is uh, so dark that even in your dark vision, you cannot see uh, the roof or, or the top 
hole from which you fell. As I'm standing there, can I see how many meters or feet approximately there are to the surface? You cannot determine it, no. Okay. Um, I will take my dagger and I will uh, uh, cast light on it. I'll try and throw it in the air as far as I can. Okay, you notice that you've fallen about 10-12 feet down. Okay. So, of course, I'll try and touch it when it falls down again. The blade then falls down right in front of your feet and is stuck to the ground. And then suddenly you hear bodies falling down from the ceiling through the same hole that you felt, just impacting falling down on the ground. Boom, right in front of you, or beside you. Okay, are these human bodies? They're corpses, bones. Some of them have a little flesh on them. Okay. Some of them are completely boned. Okay. As of now, there are three bodies falling down, and the first that fell down is just completely smashed onto the ground. Okay, I will try to jump over these bones, and... The only thing you can... Can you make a perception check for me? Uh, yeah. Uh, 20. Yeah, you can see that there are... There's nothing in this room except for a single door. Oh, okay. And it's right in front of you. Well, I will try to cautiously open the door. As you, you grab the door, you feel that it is locked. Mm. Um... Yeah, I will try to open it by force. Yeah. Can you... Uh, how will you try to Just do it? Just kick the door open. Yeah, can you then roll me a strength check? Oh, okay. Six. Yeah. Um, you try to push it. Uh, you can feel it bending, so it's not completely strong, but you cannot manage to push it open or kick it open by brute force. Okay. Yeah, okay. I will try an Eldritch Blast it. Yeah. Roll uh, an attack. Uh, 23. 23, well, it hits it. All damage. 10 damage. Ten damage. Um, as you hit it with your Eldritch Blast, you can see that the, right there where the lock is holding the door, that it breaks open, so the door does not splinter in pieces, but the lock is still in the wall, and the door has broken the lock off, so it opens. And as you open the door, you feel okay. now that, that multiple bodies are falling down, and these bodies are piling on each other, and now they're, they're starting crawling against you, and they're numbering up. Okay. Yeah, I'll... Uh run through the door. Okay, as you come through the door, can you make another perception check for me? 17. You see next to the room that there are a lot of plaques lying around. You see that there are nails, there are a hammer, there are tools, there are steel uh, candle holders, two of them, and there are old coffins lying around. Some of them are half-made, some of them are finished. Most of them are made out of wood, but some of them are a little bit nicer done. You see that there are two bodies lying on the ground, and in the middle of the room you see two ropes hanging from the roof. Doesn't seem to be any doors leaving the room. And as you look back and you come to that room, you see that now the dead are starting to stand up and move slowly okay. against you. <laughs> Damn it. 
is where we're going to leave Solvan this episode. It is exciting. What will happen to Solvan Wilferen and the tomb of the Nocturnal Cree? Well, just have to wait for next week to find that out, guys. Thank you for the day, nerds. See you next week. Goodbye. Thanks for stopping by.